Good morning and welcome to the Marcus Today pre-market podcast. My name is Henry Jennings. It is Thursday, the 22nd of June. And as usual, with all the information contained in this podcast, it is general advice only. So please do your own research. Contact your own financial advisors regarding any of the thoughts, ideas or insights, if any, in this podcast. All right, well, let's kick things off, as always, with the scores on the doors. And for the night, the Dow Jones closed down a mere... 102 points or 0.3%, 33,952, just coming off that 34,000 level. We had a high of 44 on the Dow and a low of 178 down. NASDAQ down 1.21%, not a good night for the NASDAQ, 165 points down, 13,502, that 14,000 level just very elusive and certainly three days of NASDAQ losses uh, taking it down to 13,500. The S&P 500 in the middle for diddle, down 0.5%, 23 points, 43.66. SPY futures, 10 points lower, 0.14% lower. Yesterday we fell 43 points, a little bit of an acceleration into the close, falling 0.6% yesterday, showing a small loss today, down 10 points. The VIX volatility index falling another 4.9%. To 13.20, very low. And there are some reasons behind that low VIX at the moment to do with zero day option trading, which has taken over in the US at the moment. Very big phenomenon there. These are options that expire in one day and they are kind of like binary options. It is forcing option prices down, which is basically the VIX volatility index is showing that. European markets, we have the stock 600 down two points or 0.5. FTSE uh, down 0.1. Germany down 0.6. France down 0.5. So nothing very exciting there, I have to say. Looking at US stocks, we had NVIDIA down 1.7%. AMD, though, having a bit of a nasty day yesterday. 5.7% down. Netflix falling 2.4% down. Last night, while watching Netflix, it was the first time it popped up about code sharing. So uh, my daughter better watch out. 2.4% down for Netflix. Meta down 0.95%. Tesla having a nasty night as well, down 5.5%. The banks in the US eased as well. JP Morgan down 0.2%. Citigroup down 0.4%. Goldman down 1.7%. Bank of America down 1%. Wells Fargo down 0.6%. Amazon in the tech space, another 0.8% down. Alphabet down 2.1%. And Microsoft down 1.3%. Apple down 0.6%. So there was pretty much no good news across the board in the US. Of course, the big focal point in the US was Jerome Powell, which was giving his uh, testimony to Washington. He affirmed that more interest rate increases are likely ahead as inflation is well above where it should be. He said inflation pressures continue to run high and the process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go. He said the labor market is still tight, though there are signs that conditions are loosening. And so that was the major factor in the U.S. market last night. We also saw Amazon 
under uh, threat from the Federal Trade Commission, uh, saying that it fooled millions of shoppers into signing up for Prime and then hindered their attempts to cancel. So that's certainly something that uh, I um, can identify with in some places. They are certainly hard to cancel some things, not quite as hard as cancelling a fitness first membership, of course. Intel also having a bit of a nasty night last night, dropped 6%. Company gave investors an update on the company's turnaround plan to become a foundry competing with TSMC, the Taiwan Semiconductor Manufacturing Company. They're looking to help control costs, which is seeking to cut around $10 billion from its costs over the next three years. In other US news, the short bets on US stocks have hit $1.5 trillion US dollars. That's the most since April 2022. The total US short interest is now above that $1 trillion as the S&P keeps extending its advance. The bets apparently signal that some of the traders concluded the S&P 500's 14% rally in 2023 will run out of steam and they're enduring steep losses. Biden has managed to kick uh, poor old Blinken, now wondering why he ever bothered going to China as Biden called President Xi a dictator. Uh, Not the first time a slip of the tongue for Joe has got himself into trouble, and Blinken must be scratching his head now, wondering why he bothered getting on the plane. I guess there's some frequent flyer miles in that for him. West Texas crude, best month since October. Uh, We did see that going well, and uh, that is now up around 6.5% for the month. That is on track for its best month since last October. Looking at commodity prices, we had that Brent crude price up 2% overnight, $1.53, 76.98. WTI up $1.61 or 2.3% to 72.50. Gold eased slightly down 0.2%. Platinum having a nasty night down 2.1%. And silver down 2.3%. On the LME, we also saw copper up 0.6 of a percent. Nickel tumbling down 3.5%. There's a really interesting article on Bloomberg about the nickel short squeeze. Uh, If you are a Bloomberg subscriber, uh, it was a really, really interesting article there. Aluminium down uh, 0.04%, nothing. Zinc uh, up 2.3, lead up 1.1, and tonne up 2.5%. Iron ore eased slightly yesterday in Chinese trade. Down 0.2 of a percent. Dalian iron ore futures up 0.6. Coal eased 0.8. And uranium. Uh, you don't often get an update on uranium prices. Not the most easy to get in terms of spot prices. Down 2.2%. Lithium unchanged. Looking at the bond prices in the US on the back of uh, Mr. Powell's testimony. He does have another day to go, I think. Uh, US 10 years, 3.727 unchanged. Two years. 4.72, the Aussie 10, 3.93, the Aussie dollar still below 68 cents, 67.95, the US dollar index fell 0.46%, didn't help that gold price though, which as I say was down 0.2, Bitcoin having a big rally back above 30,000 at the moment, it has been the big winner of 2023, up around 77 odd percent this year. Resource stocks overseas last night, BHP in ADR terms down 0.7, Rio down 0.8 of a percent, uh, Freeport McMoran up 0.9, Alcoa up 2%, Tech down 2.3, Anglo down 2%, Vale 
half a percent off. Arbamal down 0.8 of a percent there. So nothing very exciting in commodities last night. Looking at local news this morning, we do have a little bit of news out first thing. Degray Mining has piled into the Canadian-listed neighbour that it has. Uh, it has a WA neighbour, uh, Novo Resources, which is listed in Toronto, has a project right next door to DeGray, and they are going to invest $25 million in the Betcher Gold project, which sits next to its own flagship 11.7 million ounce Molina operations in the Pilbara. It's also expected to take over exploration management at Beecher, which will now become a 50-50 joint venture. There's uh, news this morning about Optus giving its uh, 1,500 retail staff a 7% wage bump next month after locking in inflation-matching guarantees. In corporate news today, Gold Road has issued a GRIA production update, guides FY23 production uh, to 320 to 350,000 ounces, which is up from 340 to 370. So uh, reliability and utilisation of production drills and availability of brassing resources were below expectations for the quarter. Not a good update then. TPG Telecom has been downgraded to neutral from overweight at JP Morgan. Target price cut to $5.50 from $5.60. Stockland has announced their distribution for the second half, 14.4 cents. Talga, good news this morning, has got approval of its environmental permit for its commercial battery anode plant in Lulea in Sweden. And in other news, uh, we have Best and Less Holdings notes that the chair, Ray Atoli, will resume responsibility of the CEO on a full-time basis. And we have also seen Rio exercising its right to secure rooms at Fleetwood Sea Ripple Village in Caratha, Stockland, uh, we've talked about Talga, we have talked about this morning. Not much else around, to be honest. And it does look like, in a bit of a bombshell announcement this morning, that the RBA governor, the new RBA governor, will be announced in July, according to Treasurer Jim Chalmers. He said he plans to announce in July who will lead the bank when Philip Lowe's seven-year term ends in September. He didn't say whether Lowe could be reappointed, and he didn't reject Michelle Bullock's warning that this week that unemployment will rise to tame inflation as a result of interest rates and a slowing economy. Uh, Bullock is considered one of the potential candidates to succeed low. So that is uh, potentially pretty big news this morning. And just to cheer you up on this cold, slightly past midwinter day, uh, Sydney house prices are predicted to increase by as much as 9% by June next year, powered by strong demand from surging population growth and scarce listings. Just adding to the problems that young people have got. Well, that's it from me today. Thanks very much for listening. Have a great day. And as always, may the trading gods be with you.